genre. This is a sepia tone minute. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. It's the rest of the week. <laughs> I love I love the sepia tone. I love how uh like just in contrast, like how how saturated um Harry is. Yeah. It's really good. I like that a lot. I think it's cool. I was I was doing my notes earlier and I was like, you know what? I have a feeling Scott's gonna have a lot to say about this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, it's good stuff. I'm excited. That's why I requested this. This uh, I know. Tweet. We'll talk it, about it. It sucks because I'm probably gonna ask you. It sucks because the the minute the 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 bit that I I I was like I mean I'm excited to talk about all of this, but um I'm really looking forward to getting to Hagrid and like most of Hagrid is on next week's Monday, so I was like, yeah. oh, man. But then next week is like 30 seconds of, of flashback. And then. Yeah, I wanted else, you so. to get the majority of it yeah. if I could get it that way. So yeah. we'll get a little haggard stuff. Yeah. Oh, I meant to write down. Uh, I'm going to have to remember between minutes. I meant to write down the name of the guy who's Hagrid stunt double. Mm. Or Ru- stunt, Robbie Coltrane's stunt double. Stunt double. Not, stu- not stunt double, but We're stand hiring you to stand here. <laughs> These are very intense. Stunts. This is the easiest stunt. Like, I've it's ever... inten- it's in very intensive standing <laughs> mode. But you have to wear Aww. this wig while you do it. And so you can't you, know, you just hunch forward a little bit so we can't see your face. <laughs> Not so bad. <laughs> we'll get there. We'll get there. Mm. All right. We, we solemnly swear we're up to no good. good. podcast that's overanalyzing the harry potter movies one memory filled minute at a time i'm gilly roby i'm victoria cope and we have scott corelli with us once again welcome back scott i'm ready for flashbacks oh man all the flashback stuff i'm excited uh we we said before starting that this was like what you had requested and so i'm excited to uh as as much as i as much as i loved talking about paper um i am much more excited about this (laughs) <laughs> I think this will be I think this will be a lot more fun uh, today today we're talking about minute number 103 which starts with a slow walk down the hallway and it ends with a not so old man Dumbledore he still looks exactly the same of course, of course. he actually I, I think Richard Harris looks so much like his son in this scene uh, they did a good job of huh. making him look a little younger just a little younger I didn't even really it always kind of struck me because Harry, when when Tom addresses Dumbledore, Harry looks up at him and goes, "Dumbledore!" Like he didn't recognize him, like at all. Mm-hmm. But I think maybe it's it's more the like. I always assumed it was the sepia tone that meant that made it look like his his beard wasn't as gray and like his hair. I mean, his hair looks a little bit longer too, I guess. But mm. and he's got like dark robes. His robes are a lot like. Well, maybe it, I mean someone died. They're solved, right? Is he in mourning? <laughs> maybe, maybe right? I don't know. grieving. He, I, 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 I think he looks so much like like uh, like like Jared Harris in this. Um, yeah, like I, you know, I remember that was a that was a popular uh, 
you know, when they were going to cast when they were Dumbledore. To... Yeah. Yeah. They were like, yeah, get him. And I was always like, I mean, he's great and that'd be great, but I don't know. And then I now I just saw this and I was like, oh, okay. I guess I see. Oh, okay. I see. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I do. Uh, yeah. Man. He looks so much like his son. I totally understand that too because like one of the things that I've been seeing lately is that like we we now have Jude Law cast as as Dumbledore in the twenties and mm-hmm. this is only twenty years later and yeah. he looks so much older than Jude Law. It's, it's like whoa, <laughs> yeah. That that last twenty years that that the fight with the fight really with Grindelwald really aged him. Yeah. <laughs> maybe it'll be like maybe it'll be like like Palpatine's transformation. They're like having this fight and all of a sudden he just oh. ages and weathers. He'll and... just turn into Jared Harris. <laughs> <laughs> I would be I would be okay with this. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, it'll be it just be like too... uh it'll be just like uh the Johnny Depp reveal at the end of the first Yes, time. I was just gonna say that it's gonna be just the same as when, when Colin like, Farrell's graves like turned away like changed away and became yeah. Johnny Depp. A little more from Jude Law to, to Jared Harris. <laughs> oh, that's so silly. <laughs> that's so silly. They could do it. They have the they have the technology. It'd be way better than the than the um Face the pal- the apologies transformation we had a few weeks ago with Crab Harry and the Crab right mm. or Goyle, which Harry was fine, Goyle. but it was like weird. <laughs> My first note just says sepia tone. Yes, so oh, the sepia tone. I, I love because um, correct me if I'm wrong. Harry doesn't know that Tom is a Slytherin, right? No, I don't think so. And I yeah. was gonna say that like when Harry sees Tom, um. Because everything's sepia tone, you can't tell what color his tie is. Right. So he doesn't know that that he's evil. <laughs> so he's just, like, <laughs> he's just like, oh, look, it's my friend Tom that I'm talking to in this diary. It's weird. He's never seen Tom before, but he just like. I My guess is it's got to be like, this is the first person he sees. He's just going to assume it's the person he was talking to. Yeah. Tom, can you hear me? Yeah. They don't do the full like. Uh, I mean, I guess I'm, I think because we have like this memory thing is so much like that Pensieve moment. I'm just going to keep bringing it up. Yeah. But in the Pensieve, they definitely show that like Harry isn't there in so much more than this. stuff. Like this, like they're not reacting to Harry, but we don't know like how physical Harry is in the space. But in the Pensieve, Dumbledore's talking to someone and someone else's hand just like goes through Harry to shake Dumbledore's hand. And I think that that was all. I always thought that that was like really fun. Mm hmm. It's just so much more that he's like, he's just a pass. He's just passing through. Yeah. Well, I mean, the other, the other difference, right. Is that this is in sepia tone and that the pensive memories aren't right. They're in color. No. Yeah. Yeah. So you, you had to, I think they're still a little like washed out, but I don't think it's quite so much like this where this is just straight sepia. This is like, like the, like the parchment. But Harry, Harry isn't uh washed out or harry harry is also washed out in the in those right so yeah i think so it's you, all consistent yeah so you have to you have to differentiate him by having them do stuff like that whereas here interesting he gets here to be just, in full color and everything yeah. else in sepia so you know he's a separate entity from what's going on around him yeah it's good stuff yeah so we see tom riddle for the first time in this minute yeah um we only learned his name a couple days ago. <laughs> it's weird considering how far we are in this movie. It's like, here's his name, now here's the guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're just now like getting, I mean, we still have a long way to go before everything culminates, but. I knew. Like 45, we've really got like 40. No, it's more than that. 
I knew so many girls who were just totally, totally way into Tom Riddle. Um, he's a pretty cute guy. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you know, he's 16, but yeah, sure. He's the... Uh, well, at the time that the movie came out, so was I. <laughs> so, fair enough, right. <laughs> It's like it's like like uh my husband who had he said he had a crush on Christina Ricci. He's like I don't he's like I had Christina Ricci when she was in Casper, but he's like the same age as when the movie came out like mm-hmm. as she is. Right. He's like he's like not that I want Christina Ricci at that age. He's like Christina Ricci at this age is fine, but <laughs> That's so funny. Uh the actor's name is Christian Colson. Mhm. And when they filmed this, he would have been 20 22 oh my. Oh. i think yeah well there you go well so there you go that uh, certainly explains had... his jawline yeah <laughs> yep he had a handful of uh of tv credits nothing like super major but uh the only ones that i recognized were nurse jackie the good wife and gossip girl he did one episode each of mm. prior to this movie he was uh he was in a movie the uh, the same year actually that came out it was called the hours but i've not I've never seen it, but it has Meryl Streep and Nicole Kidman in it. Mm -hmm. So he was in that movie back in 2002 as well. But he doesn't have a whole lot of other, like, there's not a lot of film credits on his uh, IMDb, unfortunately. Hmm. It's the only thing I know him from is this particular movie. Yeah, I don't, I I watched The Good Wife incessantly, but I don't, I don't remember him in it. So yeah, he was in like a single episode, I think, is what I said when I was looking. (laughs) She's like some background guy. I don't know. That's interesting that most of his stuff is like American stuff. Well, a lot of that stuff is stuff that's like in recent years. Oh. He he seems to like pop up in stuff like every once in a while. So he's still like working, but it's not it doesn't seem to be like a lot. Hmm. Prior to this movie, he only had like a handful of other than the hours he was in a couple of episodes of a, a show called The Weird Sister College. <laughs> Isn't that, was that a prequel to Harry Potter? The Weird Sister College? <laughs> the Weird Sister College? Yeah. Uh, Isn't, it says, Isn't that the name of the band? At the, <laughs> the Weird Sisters? Uh, Isn't that? The Weird Sisters. Yeah. Okay. Yes. That's hilarious. <laughs> that's really weird. Um. Prior to that, it says that the Weird Sister College is set after something called the Worst Witch. I love the idea that Tom Riddle went to to college with the Weird Sisters. Um. The, I, <laughs> that's I'm into that. They would drive him crazy. Yeah, I know. <laughs> he would want nothing to do with it. That would be great. No, I think he's a lot. I think the Weird Sisters are a product of the 70s. Eh, probably. <laughs> he's a lot older. This is, God, it's, this is the 40s. I like his hair. It's very, it is very like, he is very like kind of dapper. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you get, to, you get, you get that sideline shot of his, of the jawline that Scott just mentioned. Yeah. yeah. That is not a 16 year old jawline. No, no, no. no he kind of has a, um, a Colin Firth thing going on a little bit, like a young Colin. <gasps> a little Firth. bit. Yeah. Yeah. I can see it. I can see that. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. I don't know. I'm just. I just. I. I just feel terrible for for Myrtle here. I know Aww. they bring her body out, and you know it's it's one of these things that like we keep talking about this stuff, like because we know we know what like the reveals are going to be later in this movie because like there's not going to be time to go back and connect these dots when when everything happens later, but like 
this is Mur- this is Myrtle. This is how Myrtle died. Yeah. This is her body getting yeah. carried out, and her arm is just like dangling off the. It's very tropey. Her arm just dangling. It's like, oh, this is a dead body being wheeled away. We have to make like that one hand fall down. As if down. like Harry or the audience wouldn't recognize that this thing that they're carrying is yeah. a body. Yeah. Yeah. It's a thing that movies and TV shows do. Yeah. Oh, poor Myrtle. We also see like as the procession is coming down the staircase, um, standing at the top of the stairs with Dumbledore is uh, Armando Dippet. And we only see him for like a moment. But he's got like the the short like white beard goatee thing and he's got long hair and he's got this like it looks like a very soft material his hat looks very fuzzy on his head but he's played by a guy i think we mentioned him briefly before because we saw his portrait in dumbledore's mm-hmm. office he's played by a guy named alfred burke we did see that portrait mm-hmm. and he was another one of those guys that like i think he had a bunch of like tv stuff but this was one of his last roles if not his last role i think and he just has like a little tiny appearance here no fanfare i think that dumbledore like name drops him tomorrow but that's about it Mm -hmm. the way that tom is looking at them bringing myrtle out you know having been responsible for her death yeah um and he's just staring sort of like dead-eyed i'm just like oh my man this this is uh like I, I'm glad the Dumbledore is picking up vibes of like, oh, this, yeah. this, this, this kid's a, this kid's a psychopath. Um, uh huh. Because he's just, it's so creepy. Like it's like something that you would see in in a like a like a movie about a serial killer or something. Like, oh, oh this is what they were yeah. like when they were a kid. They just had no emotion. Yeah. I bet this guy would be a really good Norman Bates. Mm. Yeah. Good he's, just, oh, he's so creepy. He's just so creepy. Yeah. He's very creepy. Just, oh man, I love that. And then just the way that he sort of switches on into like pretending to be a human uh, yep. again when Dumbledore notices him. Oh, it's it's funny yeah. because like when Dumbledore notices him, like you, you visibly see he like, he like, he like straightens, he like breathes life into himself again. He like mm-hmm. straightens up a little bit more. You see his chest kind of push out and then he like addresses Dumbledore back and it's, it's an affectation. He's putting on a show. Yep. He's putting on this character, Tom Riddle. Yep. Yeah. It's a, a sociopathic. Okay. I actually want to like, me- can Thing we... to do. It's, it's Dexter. Because this <laughs> isn't something we're going to talk about for like a few years now. This must be like. Is this the same year that he had this discussion with Slughorn about what a Horcrux is? Maybe just earlier in the year? Yeah. I mean, it's possible. If this is the, like you were saying, this is the last, this could be the last entry in the journal. I think that this might be, I mean, my, my assumption is that it's easy for the journal to show what happened this day because like, this is the day it became a Horcrux. Right. Uh Uh-huh. This is mere hours, perhaps, after... Like splitting his soul? Mm-hmm. I yep. don't know. Yeah, I mean, I, I feel like this is, I, I you know, I, I think that his conversation with Slughorn of like learning how to horcrux himself, that had yeah. to have happened this year. Because if this is the end of the school year, I would bet that that happened earlier in the school year. And then he planned out this whole Chamber of Secrets thing and the Basilisk and myrtle because she probably got on his nerves because she probably she probably had a crush on him the way that 
the way that you know all the all the girls seem to uh, at yep. the time. So yeah, yeah, and she's oh man, like we were he, there. I don't know if there were like other petrifications and things happening this school year, but with the uh, the death of Myrtle, I definitely I definitely bet like if she had any sort of connection with him, he just looked down at he was just another one of those people looking down at her in like derision or just like. Well, in a I way, you didn't it, even see her is what I would guess. It, well, see, in a way, I almost wonder if because um, like the, the whole theme of this movie is sort of about choice. You know, like the first yeah. one is about love and this one is about choice. And th- this is it's all about, you know, the way that we choose to do certain things and what that means, what those choices mean to us as people and how that yeah. sort of forms us. And uh, I imagine what I imagine is that Myrtle was sort of like Tom's Colin Creevy, you know, like just just like an annoying kind of like hanger on. But like in in terms of her, she just thought he was really cute and had a crush on him and followed followed him around. And yeah, probably almost caught him doing stuff that she didn't he didn't want her catching him and probably maybe even plan to kill her because of that, you know? Yeah. I'm really interested in, we've talked a lot about like how, how Joe uses like trios pairing up characters in these like sets of three. And uh, it wasn't really until pretty early in this movie that I, I was started thinking about like, and I guess we'll get it particularly in the next couple minutes, but like we have this relationship here. That's like Myrtle and Tom and then we also have like Hagrid in this mix. Like the three of them were sort of this like I don't think that they were like necessarily like a group that was hanging out together the way like Harry Ron Hermione are. Mm-hmm. But the three of them are all this year, this year, 1943, when the death happened, it was the three of them were like the center of these events, right? We have Myrtle's death, we have Tom being responsible, and we have Hagrid getting framed for it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just I think the dynamic of the three of them is really interesting because as we'll see later in the week like it seems like Tom already knows what's up with Hagrid and has been like holding this in his back pocket until he needed to reveal that information oh yeah definitely yeah and we'll get more into that I think on Friday but I just I think it's fascinating mm-hmm. Myrtle makes me sad I just feel bad for her I do too I go back and forth like Myrtle can annoy me but like it's hard not to be sympathetic for someone like her because because she was already this depressed, bullied student, and right. and I, she just did, she didn't deserve what happened to her. Yeah, I mean, I I, I like that she's sort of complex like that because you know, I I mean, I think they could have maybe not made her a cartoon character like they kind yeah. of have, um, but I but you know, part of me also really likes that she has this incredibly annoying affectation with her voice and everything. <laughs> and and the the reason that I, I I really like it is because it makes you feel really complex feelings where you're just like, yeah, no, she's really annoying, but also she didn't deserve to die, but also she's really annoying. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and it 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 just it complicates things in a way that um this movie just does. You know, like this movie sort of sullies this universe that seems so crisp and clean and and black and white in the first movie and then yeah and then this movie shows up and it's like well actually there's there's a little sepia tone mixed in there too it's not <laughs> it's not as black and white as you think it is it there's yeah. there's a little there's some gray and then it gets even more gray in the next movie um 
where people you think are bad or not bad and things like that. Yep. So it's it's just uh you know, I, this movie's not my favorite, but man, it does a lot of really cool stuff. Yeah, and going through it like this has been really really entertaining because like I agree with you that this is probably the weakest my for me this is the one that I enjoy the least. Mm-hmm. And yet as we've been going through this there's just so much meat to talk about like yeah. oh, it's really good. It's been really fun. Yeah. It's it is uh it is a movie that uh, its parts are better than the sum of its parts. I would agree with that. I would agree with that completely. Mm-hmm. Okay. How do you guys feel? I think that was all I have for today. Yeah, yeah I feel good. Tight one. Yep. Tomorrow's the tomorrow's another really dialogue heavy one, but there's good. There's a lot of good stuff in that one that I really want to talk about. So we'll get there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Scott, would you like to plug anything before? We oh, you know one? what? I did have one more question. Oh, sure. That I, I forgot it. about because it was at the very beginning of the minute. Uh, what 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 what's up with this wild boar statue? Whose is this? What is this? Uh, what does this belong I, to? I just think it's just like it's it's Hogwarts, man. I don't know. <laughs> I feel like I think that like in the book, I think they describe that these boar statues are like outside of Hogwarts. Like I think these like like flank the entrances to the school, but I don't know really. I also they show up in the in the video games a lot, but I think that this I think this particular moment right here is the only time we actually see the boar statue in Hogwarts. I don't think we see this in, in the present. It's just so specifically <gasps> stuck in the foreground for a second. Yeah. Like it's such a focus to the, to a point where like Harry even goes behind it. And so all we see is the boar statue. And I'm just oh. looking at this thing and I'm like, what is, what is this? Like, what is this? Uh, is, oh man, you guys, I'm, this is, I'm about, I just, okay. I Googled this boar. Oh, and uh, this particular this statue. Yeah, it says the Harry Potter Hogwarts boar statue was spotted in Guildford. So it looks like it's been bought and like moved from where it used to be. But this this statue is called Boris the boar. Boris. Yeah, he has a name. Boris the Hungarian boar uh, pictured guarding the town's whiskey supplies is the picture on the uh, on the actual article. (laughs) What's he doing Uh, in a school? Oh, it says Boris the Boar is almost identical to a prop used in the hit films. Okay, so it's not, although it is in fact an ornament. For, it looks like the same statue. I'm looking at this oh. picture and then looking at the statue in the movie, and it's like almost identical. Oh, but I guess they're like companions. Now that I'm reading the article, I that that disappointed me. Oh, took all the wind out of yourself. Yeah, <laughs> weird. I don't know. I don't know. Oh, it says that both boars also re- bear a strong resemblance to Il, Porcelin- Il Porcelino, which is a brown a bronze fountain in Florence uh, from 1634. So, boar statues. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe that's the one that's in here. I don't know. The Harry Potter wiki page mentions that the entrance gates are flanked by boar statues that have wings. Flying pigs? Yeah. If pigs, when pigs fly, kids There'll can be a wizarding magic. school. Yeah. <laughs> uh, exactly. Yeah. I don't know. I think that I think that we've heard about the boar statues like in the books, but I, I think this might be the first time we've actually seen it in the movie. Hmm. I don't remember seeing it at all in Sorcerer's mm-hmm. Stone. No. I would have remembered that. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Weird. I don't know. Boar <laughs> statue. All right. <laughs> Thanks, Chris Columbus. Uh, just 
statues. Actually, I have another statue to talk about tomorrow. We'll briefly mention it tomorrow. Yeah. We'll get there. Look, the owls I get. I just somebody f- tell me why this boar statue exists. Mm, I don't know. I think I think they're relating it to Hogwarts, but it doesn't really ha ha ha. I don't know. <laughs> it's I, a stretch. I love I love the idea that like everyone has houses and they each have their own little mascot, and then the school itself. Has its, its own mascot. Has its own it's, mascot. Yeah, and it's a, and it's a hog. It's 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 Hogwart. It's Hogwart the boar. This is his school. I don't know. This is <laughs> this, this is, is his school. school, and he has to protect it. <laughs> oh, why doesn't he come to life during the Battle of Hogwarts? Whoa, that would have been amazing. That'd have been nuts. Stomping <laughs> around and crashing into people, along with the the suits of armor that come to life. Be rad. Mm. Hogwart the warthog. Uh, that hurts. <laughs> I I don't like that. <laughs> That's probably not far off though. Uh, Gary Hogwart the warthog doesn't care if you like it or not. Uh, fair, fair. <laughs> I'll accept that. Uh. Mischief managed. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to do you want to plug any anything before we wrap this one, Scott? I think I should plug Scott Pilgrim Minute. Yeah, which is on the Dueling Genre Patreon account. If you're not a patron, you probably got uh like our pilot episode in this feed a while back. Yep. I think and we posted it. Yeah, oh. and so we've been we've been trucking along on that. I think we're only doing a minute a week, so we're not we're not going crazy. But it's uh it's a lot of fun. It's uh, me and Gary and then uh, Nick. Uh, past guest of the show and my yep. co-host on Cornetto Minute, and uh, who else? Brian and Cassandra. Brian and Cassandra. Yeah, yeah both yeah. of them were past guests on the show too. Right. So it's a bunch of it's all of us together drinking and talking about Scott yep. Pilgrim. So it's great. Yeah, it's like one of the best things we were I, I recorded. It's so much fun. <laughs> yeah. So go check that out if yeah. uh, if that sounds interesting to you. And uh, yeah, that's what I'll plug today. Awesome. Yes, everyone go check out Scott Pilgrim versus uh no, it's not Scott. It's just Scott Pilgrim minute. I don't know yeah. why I wanted to say Scott Pilgrim versus pa- the minute. It's, it's on the Patreon it. account. Don't slash yeah, support Yeah, don't don't search for it uh in uh Apple Podcasts cuz it's not Cuz that's a different show. <laughs> that there is a different show, but that's not us. No. Nope. our show. Nope. And then yeah, come back tomorrow for minute 104 of uh Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets. Mischief, Mischief managed. managed. Cool.